Hey y'all, welcome back to Adorn Podcast. We're on episode 21. We are in the middle of our series on spiritual disciplines, and today we have with us Jules Weir, and we're going to talk about fasting. Hi friends, and welcome to the Adorned Podcast. We're your hosts, Erin and Casey. We would love for you to come join us each week as we discuss what it means to be made beautiful by God's Word. Whether you are a college student walking to class, a mom folding laundry during nap time, or a boss babe sitting in rush hour traffic, we hope that we can encourage and inspire you to pursue a deeper understanding of the Bible. Hey, Jules, we're so excited you're here with us today. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, uh, I am 30 years old. I turned 30 this year. Ooh, big yeah, milestone. Big, yeah, big one. Um, I grew up in Vermont until I was 18 when I moved to Texas to go to Baylor University. Sickum. Yeah, sickum bears. I've <laughs> been married for eight years, and I met Brandon 10 years ago through our mutual friend, David Hansen. And um, my husband and I, we've graduated from college. We got married. We moved to Round Rock all within a month, and we have been here ever since. So wow. I uh, stay home with my kids. I have a son, Judah, who is almost three, and a daughter, Eden, who is one. And they are the cutest kids they're ever. So cute. I mean, Aaron's cute. twins are pretty cute, <laughs> and my kids are pretty cute. But these kids are like <laughs> dolls. Like, they are just precious. Dark hair and these blue eyes. Oh, they are just precious. <laughs> I'm pretty cute. Yeah, they're pretty cute. <laughs> All right, let me ask one question. What does Sikkim mean? You guys say it all the time, all you Baylor people, but like <laughs> people from California, I have no idea what this means. I think it means to like attack. Yeah. Sick. Um, sick them. Make them hey. sick. No, not make them sick. Just like attack. Like sick them. It's a weird thing to no, say. No, I heard it even before I was. <laughs> hey, <laughs> watch it over there. I don't even know what it means. I just do it. It's a weird it's thing. A but you're not from the South either. No. Maybe it is a Southern term because I mean, I heard it growing up all the time. Like, like go I get would em? walk in. Yeah. Like go get them. Like I would walk into the room and my dad would be like, tell our dog sicker like get her like oh, yeah it's yeah i think it's a southern term it's a texas yeah. thing oh goodness okay sorry. that kind of derailed sorry yeah <laughs> do you want to give us a random fact about you yes a uh, non-texas fact um my family <laughs> grew up making maple syrup <gasps> oh yeah as a hobby not like a <laughs> not, not as a job job yeah <laughs> so do you like tap a tree is you that sure really do. how you do it yeah really? the uncles tap the tree we hang the buckets you <gasps> wait till the sap fills you bring it to the tractor dump it in goes to the sugar house boil syrup yeah wow. it how sounds cool. so idyllic is it yeah. idyllic or is it, it like a lot of work i mean i think as a kid it's pretty idyllic yeah. you kind of like throw in the occasional bucket and then just run around like <laughs> the woods so as a kid it's probably fun i don't know how it was for adults yeah. yeah they probably oh, had to work yeah. i guess you probably don't like like your aunt jemima syrup then huh? no i don't yeah <laughs> but breakfast like, is my is favorite meal syrup. by default yes like, yeah. yeah do you get yeah. some every time you go back oh yes yeah I have two gallons in my <gasps> pantry right now two gallons oh. holy cow that is a lot <laughs> of syrup <laughs> <laughs> keep it in stock <laughs> that is an awesome random fact hey, i think you're winning with that oh, one yeah. oh, it's a contest now it's a yes contest. i'll have you over for pancakes yes and you can try syrup yes. 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 well i don't know if you can beat that but do you have yeah. any more random oh, facts? it's not as cool i played field hockey for 10 years and oh, that's oh i forgot that thing. no yeah. i knew that about you but so, i forgot i'm a pretty big fan i was gonna play in college but wanted to go to christian school and couldn't find a place that had both so oh. Is that a big sport up there? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Oh. Mm -hmm. 
Feel lucky. You're not like you an aggressive it. person, though. Don't you maybe, have to be really aggressive to maybe. play feel lucky? Aaron's I'm like, like looking Jules over, like, I don't believe I offense. <laughs> offense. You know, you just have to be quick. I can't see you just like, boom, like yeah. checking somebody. It's more like rugby, I think. Yeah, I, like okay. I don't think that's field hockey. What? Google it or okay. YouTube it. Yeah. She's going to need like video proof of yes. this. Okay. It's a big them. sport in California. So, no, not here either. Some people play in California. Yeah. Some places. Not Aaron, apparently. Not Aaron. <laughs> yeah. So those are my fun facts. Those are fun facts. Mm-hmm. Those are a lot of fun. You I love a good it. Job. Thank yeah. You. So okay. So the real thing we have you here for yes. is um, fasting. Talking mm-hmm. about fasting as a spiritual discipline. So could you give us a definition of fasting? Yeah. Uh, typically, it's abstaining from food for spiritual purposes, but I think it can, can include anything that we abstain from, like any good gift from God that we can. Um, rely on or indulge in like caffeine or TV or social media. Mm. Um, and again, it's not just abstaining from something, but again, filling that time. So not just being hungry, but filling that time then with other disciplines like prayer and worship and meditation, things mm. that we can also do to draw closer to God. Oh, I like that. I like how they work together. Yeah. Me too. It's cool. Yeah. Especially with fasting, I think. Yeah. Leads you to another spiritual discipline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. good. That is yeah. cool. Otherwise, you're probably just be sitting there being hungry. Right. So, yeah. yeah. That'd be kind of pointless. pointless. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so um, where in the Bible do we see this discipline? Yeah, several places. Um, in the Old Testament, we see it several places. In Second Chronicles 20, Jehoshaphat proclaimed a fast to seek the Lord. In Esther 4, uh, the Jews fasted for Esther before she went to talk to the king. In Nehemiah 1, Nehemiah fasted for his people and for the city in ruins. Um, in Psalm 69.10, it says, like, David humbled his soul with fasting. Matthew 4, Jesus fasted when he was in the wilderness being tempted by Satan. And uh, one of the ones I always heard was Matthew 6, 16 through 18, where it's the Sermon on the Mount. And Jesus says, you know, and when you fast mm-hmm. and by saying when and not if we like we hear the assumption that um, he expected that his disciples would continue to fast afterwards. Mm-hmm. And he kind of goes on in Matthew nine fifteen, the disciples of John are asking Jesus why his disciples don't fast. And he says that it's because they're not in mourning because he's still with them. But that once he's gone and um, then they will fast and Fasting is often associated with mourning and desperation over sin and um, something that we're longing for. And so when the disciples are with Jesus, it's a time for joy and celebration. But once he um, ascended, it was time for fasting again as believers began to long for his return and pray for his presence to be continued in their lives. And we see it again with like, you know, Paul and Barnabas and Acts 13 and 14 as they're praying and worshiping and fasting and just seeking God's will for ministry. So we kind of see it spread out. It yeah. Is. All, all over, over the all Bible. Over. Yeah. <laughs> all over the Bible. And as I've been reading through um, the Old Testament, and then I was thinking about fasting, like you see it all the time. Like mm. they went and they fasted and they prayed. They went yeah. and they fasted and they prayed. And it was just something that they just did. Like mm-hmm. it was just part of their everyday life, a true like discipline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and you kind yeah. of see it, like we talked about, like tagged with other things. Like it just mm-hmm. kind of is thrown in there. Like, and mm-hmm. they sought the Lord with prayer and fasting, or they mm-hmm. humbled themselves with prayer and fasting. Yeah. They're just kind of seen together a lot of places. Why do you think, um, and this might throw you for a loop, because we're say we're going to talk <laughs> about this, but why do you think it doesn't, um, isn't as prevalent within Christian culture today? Mm-hmm. Um, well, one quote I actually... Let me see where I wrote that down. That it was in, that kind of stuck with me from Richard Foster's book, uh, Mm -hmm. Celebration of Discipline, is, let me see if I wrote that down. 
Um, oh, he says, Richard, uh, sorry. He says, people don't fast often in our culture um, because things like tithing, for example, have continued, but fasting has diminished because, for us because in our affluent culture, he suggested that fasting would be a greater sacrifice than giving money, mm. which mm-hmm. always kind of stuck with me because yeah. um, I'd never really thought about it. But I think, you know, uh, in his book also, he just talks about how Fasting isn't often, you know, described as how to do it in the Bible, but that in that day it was it was common and people mm-hmm. kind of knew how to do it. And so they didn't have to talk about how to do it because mm-hmm. people were. But I think that's why we we're having conversations about it now, because it, it isn't so prevalent. And so just kind of yeah, reintroducing those. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's good. That's good. And to think about in our culture, when you're talking about fasting from food, I think you hit a good point. Like food is so important to us. Yeah, like we, we tend to mm-hmm. really kind of idolize food and we don't want to give it up. Mm. And so the thought of that is that's tough. So yeah. yeah, I think that's probably a big part of why it's not as prevalent today mm. because food wasn't as big of a deal to them. I right. don't think. They didn't have all the like yummy I mean, French fries. Yeah, and exactly. And <laughs> and hop oh dotty. man, I'm glad I'm alive today. Mm. We have <laughs> good food. We do. Casey and I are definitely foodies, <laughs> so we're like we food. So if you come to Austin, ask us where to eat because we know all the good places. <laughs> so, what would you say the goal of fasting is? Yeah, I think very simply, it's just transformation. You know, Mm. spiritual disciplines just allow us to put ourselves before God um, so that he can transform us. And specifically with fasting, Richard Foster says that um, it can bring breakthrough in the spiritual realm that Mm. just won't happen other ways. And I think this is because, like Paul says in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, he says, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest on me. And so in fasting, we very quickly become acquainted with our limits and our weakness. And this humbles us. And I think it just allows God's power to move in our lives and and to rest on us in a unique way. Uh, In his book, Hunger for God, John Piper says that in this age, there is an ache inside every Christian that Jesus is not here as fully and intimately and as powerfully and as gloriously as we want him to be. And we hunger for so much more. That Mm. is why we fast. Mm. That's good. And I I will admit on here, fasting is not something that I'm well versed in. I would like to grow in it, which Mm. is one of the reasons I'm glad that you're here talking about it. I was going to say, that's why you're here. Yeah. (laughs) But I think the way you're you're describing it as, I've always thought of fasting as almost like, I don't want to say a last resort, but almost like a, I don't know what to do in this situation. I guess I'll Mm. fast about it and see if I get some sort of breakthrough. And the Lord does do that. He will use that time, like you're saying, of desperation to, Mm. to reveal things to you. But it's also more of just that hunger and ache for Jesus more fully that we won't you know, actually have until we're in heaven and yeah. fast for that. And yeah. I've, I've never thought about it like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. just hungering for more of God and more of his presence mm-hmm. and more of um, him in our lives in general. And one of my favorite passages is Deuteronomy 8 and 2 through 3, and God's speaking to the Israelites in the wilderness, and he says, um, and you shall remember the whole way that the Lord your God has led you these 40 years in the wilderness, that he might humble you, testing you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. And he humbled you, and he let you hunger, and he fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone, Mm. but by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Mm. And so in fasting, I think this is what we're learning to do. We're learning to literally not live by bread alone, but learning to live, move, and thrive Mm. like by the word of God. That's good. It makes me think, I have, have, like I said, I haven't done a lot of fasting, but growing up, 
um, we weren't Catholic or anything, but we always did Lent. Mm-hmm. Like before Easter. Yeah. And everyone always thought it was so weird, but I always love it. Like I always love the season mm-hmm. of Lent because I think that's true. Like it's it's training yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm hungry. Am I really hungry? Or like taking that moment of feeling of hunger and replacing it with scripture or just praying to the Lord and calling out to him. Whereas otherwise you would just grab something and eat it. Yeah. So it's kind of a, it's almost a training, a switching of your mind and transformation of just let me what is that like instant gratification of my mm-hmm. hunger and instead like slowing down and saying, no, the Lord is enough. The Lord is enough mm-hmm. in this moment. And the Lord, like you're saying for the um, Israelites, like the Lord gave them exactly what they needed to yeah. show them that it wasn't what they actually needed, that he was what they needed. Mm-hmm. Right. It's good. I think it's just, that's why it humbles us because it overcomes our pride. Mm-hmm. Cause instead of just filling us with ways that we're able to meet our own needs, we just take that time to, to pause and just go to him instead of mm. just trying to meet our needs ourselves. Yeah. Dependence on him. Mm. That's good. That's good. Yeah. How would you say that God has used um, the discipline of fasting to just to reveal himself to you or to help you experience who he is? Yeah. Um, the first time I ever fasted was in college and a friend and I used to meet for coffee and we both had friends that had been family friends who'd been diagnosed with terminal illnesses. And so we just were both kind of heavy hearted about that. And she has suggested that we fast every Monday and we just meet to, to pray for them and um, be praying for them while we were fasting. And then we broke our fast at midnight at college with uh, some waffles, which is not what they tell you to do. But with Vermont <laughs> syrup. <laughs> I don't know if I added that. <laughs> Um, but then in, in youth ministry, Brandon started, when we first got here, Brandon was the youth pastor. And so we started, or he started this week called Maranatha, which means our Lord come. And it was a greeting that the early church used to express mm-hmm. their longing for, for heaven to come to earth and the, for the return of Christ. And so in youth ministry, this was, um, a week we did corporate fasting. We did one week in the fall and one week in the spring, kind of like the Lent, like the week before mm-hmm. Easter, which I thought also was really cool because I'd never really prepared my heart to celebrate the mm-hmm. resurrection before. And, um, when you prepare beforehand it it is a really cool experience but um we just saw a lot of fruit come it with come from it with youth ministry and just students gave up different things like a certain meal or they would give up you know their phones or tv and then you know we would have different nights for prayer and in worship and it was um just a really cool time it, we I feel like it unified the the vision of the ministry as everybody was just seeking after mm-hmm. um the Lord and it created like a culture shift and just uh, caused students just to go deeper and, and move deeper into like the love and experiential knowledge of, of Jesus. And so um, that was that was a really cool time for the youth ministry. And then the year before we had kids, uh, we ended up doing a TV fast, kind of mm. different. And Brandon came out of his quiet time one morning and just had the idea. He's like, I think that the Lord is kind of, you know, nudging this direction, which seems to be how it goes, right? Like mm-hmm. the quiet nudges um, for us to not watch TV for a year. And he's like, I don't think that, you know, we have to do it. I just think that the Lord is saying that if we do, you know, we're going to know him more and we're going to mm. be blessed by it. And so you know, a year's like a long time. And yeah. so I'm like, wow, like what are all the things that, you know, football and Christmas yeah. movies and all that. But <laughs> wow, um, it was just a really, it ended up being a really cool year. We didn't have kids yet. So instead of watching a movie and we were tired or watching a show, we would just go to a coffee shop and read, mm-hmm. or we would, you know, go for walks, just go do stuff. And so that was, um, that was a really cool year. And then most recently, um, this spring, I, 
I was kind of struggling to find my new rhythm of mm-hmm. my quiet time and my new consistency after having kids. Um, because, you know, before kids, you have endless hours right. to read and study and pray. No and interruptions. No interruptions and all mm-hmm. the time in the world. And so after I had kids, I was like longing to know the Lord in deep ways still, but I had a hard time finding that same space carved out um, and having a little bit less like mental capacity. And so, <laughs> you know, tried to, was trying to figure out how to navigate this. And so that was kind of my heartbeat and prayer this spring when we, we fasted and, um, it was just really cool. Like around day two or three, like I woke up at like five 30 and was wide awake and tried to go back to sleep and I just couldn't. And so I was like, well, I guess I could, I could go make some coffee and, you know, go read my Bible since I'm already awake. And then, um, just went out and just had like just the best time with the Lord that I had had in a while and just worshiped and prayed and, and then the next morning and the next morning, like, again, like 5.30, like wide awake, like couldn't go back to sleep. And I'm like, wow. I need eight to nine hours of sleep yeah. kind of yeah. person. So that was, that was big for me. And <laughs> um, so ever since then, ever since the spring, I've been able to have like the Lord's just made space where I just was able to have that consistent time in the morning wow. before they woke up. And um, he just transformed my, my walk with him and helped me find a new rhythm mm-hmm. post kids. So I think that's one of the things that I see from, from fasting is it was something that I was longing for, but I was struggling to make happen on my own. And mm-hmm. so fasting just kind of was a way of being like, Lord, I want to be near you again. Help me do that. And like, he just made a way that I wouldn't have maybe thought of on my own or yeah. been able to do even. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. That is really I like the real cool. like practicalness. Of yes. That. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people can, who can relate to that where they're yeah. in a season of like wanting or longing or something like that, where then they're trying to figure it out on their own instead mm-hmm. of taking a, that moment to pause and fast and let the Lord really show them the answer. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's, that's why it's good for me. Cause I have that propensity of like, I'm going to power through, I'm mm-hmm. going to make this work. And yeah. it doesn't always right. work. <laughs> right. That's good. Sometimes he gives some creativity and yeah. Yeah. It's good. I like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, why has this spiritual discipline been important for you personally? Yeah, I think I've just seen it bear fruit in my life again and again. And sometimes, you know, it's the blessing of fruit that you see. And other times you don't see it, but you just know, like, it just deepens my intimacy with the Lord and refocuses my walk. And because of how I've experienced him through fasting, it's something that I'm always going to seek to do. And uh, I think I've just, I've loved it because I've always viewed it more as like an invitation into something than Mm. like a a command, like something that we have to do it's always been like kind of like what Brandon said with the tv fast of you know it's not like you have to but like there's an invitation to mm-hmm. know him more if you are going to step out in that I like that I Sounds do too really cool yeah. like you're invited like I want to mm-hmm. be invited yeah. you know what I mean like it's just mm-hmm. oh that makes it <laughs> way more appealing <laughs> right Aaron yeah. doesn't like being left out <laughs> I think Some that comes up every yep. every show <laughs> yeah I like that too though it's like you are going to receive blessings mm-hmm. if yeah. you choose to do this like yeah I think a lot of things awesome. with like Christian faith we feel like okay I have to do this mm-hmm. I have to do this I know I have to so it's just been one of those separate things of if maybe it's not like you don't have to do this it's yeah. just like a way to an invitation to draw an invitation. close and to have that relationship yeah. and kind of like dating your husband like you can choose to go on dates with your husband mm-hmm. and build that relationship or you can choose not to, but if you do, <laughs> life is a lot better. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, like yeah. it's an invitation to draw close to God. I like that. Yeah. Me too. A lot. Why would you say it's um, specifically important for women mm. to do this? Yeah. 
Uh, definitely important for everyone. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it's, it can be especially valuable for women because of the benefit of like the clarity and the focus that it mm. can bring and help us re, uh, like reprioritize. Like I think for me, at least, I can find myself busy and distracted and juggling a hundred thoughts and plans all at once. And I think that this ability as women helps us to accomplish a lot and mm. manage our households. But when it comes time to spend time with the Lord, I think it's sometimes we only have small pockets of time and then it's hard to separate all of those competing thoughts. And so I think fasting as a discipline in particular can provide a lot of value for us for very quickly removing competing distractions, reminding us of our weakness and need, and then like just refixing our eyes Mm. on Jesus. Good. Yeah, I agree. I need that focus. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I got a lot of thoughts. We got a lot in here going on. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A lot of open windows up there, whatever they say. Yeah, that's good. So how would you say fasting or really any spiritual discipline Mm -hmm. plays into the gospel? Yeah. Um, I think our love for God impacts everything about our lives. And and for me, times where I've just been really desperate have been when I've experienced God the most or I've heard his voice the most clearly. And so I think fasting is just just a way for um, really quickly bringing me to a place of desperation where I'm literally needing him in such huge ways that my physical need is putting me in tune with my spiritual need Mm. for him in a way that just can be really be helpful. And I'm a perfectionist by nature and this carries over into my relationship with God. And so if left to myself, I'm trying to work and overcome my sin and this doesn't really work and then I'm tired. Mm -hmm. And so I think disciplines like this can just help me to stop striving and think that I can do it myself and really learn to rest in the Lord and trust him and, and not try to just do it myself. That's really good. I like how you said it makes your physical need and yeah. long with your spiritual and that's I think that's a really good way, way to think about fasting is it does it, it forces you to focus on the gospel like I can't do this on my own I mm-hmm. cannot go without eating or without whatever it is and it makes you like you're saying focus on God because he's the only one that can yeah those needs yeah. again Richard Foster but he says that more than any other discipline fasting reveals the things that control us and so mm. this is a wonderful benefit to the true disciple who longs to be transformed into the image of Jesus. And so mm-hmm. I think a lot of times we have a lot of stuff in our heads. It's just moving it into our hearts. And mm-hmm. so, and I think when you remove things and you humble yourself and you just are in a place of weakness, like you're able just to see a little bit more clearly and see what really has moved into your heart and give a chance to just work with the Lord and on some of those things. Mm-hmm. It keeps us more grace focused for mm-hmm. sure. Instead of works focused. I yeah. like that. I like that a lot. What would you say are some practical ways for women? Like if they're listening to this and they're like, yeah, that sounds really (laughs) great. I don't know where to start. Like what are some practical tips you could give? Yes. So I wouldn't start out with a week long fast if you've never fasted before. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll start with what not to do. Um, But I would consider, you know, skipping a meal or and then just do that periodically, like every week, skip a meal or do a 24 hour partial fast, like maybe just do juice and then do this once a week or once a month and let your body kind of adjust to that. And then maybe do a 24 hour just water fast and then and then maybe two to three days with just juice and and water if you want to. But just kind of go from there as you feel led. But if you've never fasted before, it'll be an adjustment for your body. And so um, gradual is best to to build up capacity. Like there's a normal difference between I feel weak and I feel hungry versus like I can't get off the couch and I'm really shaky. Mm -hmm. Um, And so 
if you want to try fasting, ask the Lord first what to give up, mm. but then don't hold on to it too tightly. Like yeah. when I did a fast this spring, I started out wanting to do just water, which I had done before, but it had been a little while because I had babies and, and so I hadn't fasted in a little while. And then after two days, I was just, I couldn't even walk up the stairs. Mm-hmm. And so like, that's, that's not the point. So I added, um, I had a juice in at that point and, and it was still like a really powerful week, but it's just being able to like, listen to your body and to know that the, the point of it is your heart and where's mm-hmm. your heart at in that. And then, um, and then just letting it be something that you grow in, like all other disciplines, like start out really small and be faithful with that and then mm-hmm. kind of go from there. And I think it also depends on your season of life. Mm-hmm. If you're nursing or pregnant or you travel for work or you have health problems, um, some of these things make fasting unhealthy. So I think there's other things you can do in the season, like social media or TV, our phones, caffeine, um, things that we use to distract us, mm-hmm. like our phones, or think will give us rest, like mm-hmm. TV, or things that we rely on, like caffeine, can be really valuable. Uh, when we did youth ministry, I remember girls giving up makeup for the week and mm. just not letting oh, their wow. appearance be yeah. their focus. <laughs> um, I think if you ask the Lord with a heart desiring to know, he will He will lead you in that. I asked a friend once, um, or a friend was talking about what she was going to give up, and she said she would never be able to give up coffee. And then there was just had that pause moment. Uh. I think afterwards she was like, okay, maybe I need to give up <laughs> coffee. Maybe I'm giving up coffee. <laughs> Thanks, Lord. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Um, and then I think practically, like, women tend to be the ones that provide meals for their family. Mm-hmm. And so for us, if um, Brandon or I have wanted to fast, we typically do it together so that one of us isn't eating in front of the other one or something Mm -hmm. and it's just we you know something we both have done so we try to do it around the same times but now we have kids and so um whenever we did it in the spring I tried to as much you know meal prep ahead of time as possible Mm -hmm. and so you still have to have some interaction with food but um not as much (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. so So. what would you say like talking real practically about Mm -hmm. and you kind of alluded to this earlier but so in those moments when say it's your first time fasting and you've given up that one meal and it's dinner time and you're hungry like what do you do in that moment and you're hungry yes so do you pray do you open your bible is there anything like practically you can give them to to take that like you're saying we give something up but we got to replace it with something Mm -hmm. so do you have any advice on like how to kind of train your mind to think okay i'm hungry now I should pray or mm. something like that. Um, I've always heard it say that like we, we have good gifts from God, but they're not things that we want to be enslaved to. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I think you feel that feeling of hunger, you just have to, you know, speak to yourself. Like I'm not, I'm not a slave to my stomach mm. and just practice having, you know, um, control over that area and then you know choosing instead of like okay I feel physically weak I'm going to go to the Lord with this weakness and Mm. bring him bring that to him like bring him your hunger and bring him your weakness and pray for him to to fill that and give you Mm. you know ears to hear while you're praying and while you're reading your scripture and just pray that he would just meet you in that in that place of need and, and just expect expect him to to show up. Yeah. Oh, I like that. That's come with like an expectant heart, yeah. like not doubting, well, I'm going to do this because this is what they say to do, but yeah. I know I'm still going to be hungry, you know, coming, expecting mm-hmm. him to fulfill that desire. Yeah. I like yeah. that. And I think also not trying to deny, you know, pretend you're not hungry. Like, uh-huh. no, I'm not hungry. It's not there. But I think we can just be honest with the Lord. Yeah. And so we can say, I, I am hungry and I do need food, but I need you even more mm-hmm. than that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so just use it as a conversation. Yeah. With I think him. that's really helpful. Really helpful. Yeah. Cause I've found sure. in times when I've tried to fast before, like we've done it as a team as women's ministry. And I was like, I don't really know what to do in this yeah. moment. So I think just having little tips like that, like yeah. bring it to the Lord. Like, I think that's really helpful. 
So thank you. And that's I think that's good. part of the, the growth that comes when you go from maybe like a meal to a day is I think initially you do have a lot of those first feelings of hunger, but then mm-hmm. as you kind of progress in a fast, I think you can kind of, you overcome some of those preliminary hunger pains uh-huh. and then you can kind of move and move into like a deeper place mm. where it's not as distracting yeah. as it is kind of right away except yeah. Food, yeah. it's kind of just distracting right right yeah but I think the distraction diminishes a little bit with time that's good that's good to know mm-hmm. that's helpful. it is yeah it is yeah so if someone is struggling um with this spiritual discipline of fasting what encouragement or advice would you give them if fasting is something you want to do, then pray about what you you could give up to draw closer to the Lord and know that, you know, it's between you and God. It's No one else needs to know about it. So mm. it's not really about what you're giving up as much as it is about being obedient to his voice and being willing to step up and try something that I think you wouldn't, you don't think you'd be able to do in your own strength. And mm. uh, we love food as a culture, especially <laughs> in Texas. And so a lot of what I hear people say is that, uh, they would never be able to skip a meal or mm-hmm. give up food. But I, I think that's even the point is that um, this isn't about relying on our own strength, but it's about doing something in his. And and also nothing will um, make you come out of a season and move into gratitude to the goodness of God, like getting to eat again. Yeah. Afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Boy, yeah. So true. You so will be true. so thankful. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, that's a good point. I didn't yeah. think about yeah. that. It does definitely lead to gratitude. You move into yeah. gratitude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like how people say like, you don't, Take, you take for granted how easy it is to breathe until you get like a totally. stuffy nose. Right. It's like it's, this is, I think yeah. it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's good. And I like how you've hit um, a couple of different times on how it's all about your heart. And mm. I feel like that's been a running theme since this podcast began. Mm. Was that God doesn't care? He's not legalistic. Yeah. Any of these um, rules or laws that He has in place, these guidelines for us are all for our good and for His glory. But ultimately it's about our heart. Like Mm -hmm. it's not about following rules. It's about where our heart is. And, um, yeah. So I like that about like, it doesn't matter how long you do it. It doesn't matter Mm -hmm. if you're having to drink juice because you can't walk up the stairs. Right. Right. Um, (laughs) And also, you know, touching on, um, you don't want to share it with the whole world. You touched on how it's private and you Mm -hmm. shared with me earlier, you were even hesitant to come talk about this because (laughs) it does say in the Bible that when you're fasting, like you shouldn't tell everybody Mm -hmm. about it. Um, because then that's your reward is people Mm -hmm. knowing and people praising you for that instead of drawing close to God. And so, um, I think those are important, all important things to remember when we're talking about the spiritual discipline of fasting. Yeah. Yep. I think Missy said it in her episode. She said, if, if you're so focused on the technique mm-hmm. of fasting or the technique of whatever your discipline is, then you're missing the point. Yeah, and for I sure. Think that's a really good thing to remember, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. with fasting. If you make it too specific of, I have to do it this way, then mm-hmm. you're not listening right. to the Lord's leading and you're making right. it about works again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's good. So, Jules. <laughs> so... Fasting has become kind of a trendy thing these days with like intermittent fasting and in the health world. Mm. So if you're wanting to if you're wanting to fast for spiritual reasons, but you feel like your motives aren't exactly where they should be. Do you have any advice for that? Yeah, uh, I think that's a really good point. I think there's a lot of different reasons that people do fast, including um, physical physical goals or, or whatnot. Um, I think that our, our hearts definitely matter and we should, we should pray going into this that the Lord would, um, purify our hearts. But I tend to just to default default towards, 
um, knowing that uh, I'm going to have mixed motives about most things I do in life. And so I just trust the Lord to purify my motives as I go through a fast. Mm, that's incredible. Else. That's good. That's so good. I can relate to that because I feel yeah. like I would want to step on the scale or know like the health benefits or whatever it is. <laughs> right. So yeah. knowing that like the Lord can remove that as I'm doing it is, is encouraging. Yeah. And remembering yeah. it is a spiritual discipline. It's something we should do. And so just kind of jumping in feet first and praying that the Lord would purify them, those motives. I think that's, that's a great place to start. Yep. So do you have any good resources you would like to share with us when it comes to fasting? Yeah, uh, Celebration of Discipline, of course. Um, Spirit of the Disciplines, Dallas Willard, and With Fasting, Hunger for God by John Piper is, mm. is really I haven't good. read that one. I ran across that in preparing for this. I was like, oh, that looks like a good book. That's good. <laughs> good to know. Have to put it on our list. Yes. <laughs> the never-ending list the never ending list. <laughs> Well, Jules, this has been so fun. Yes, like, thank, it's you. Been thank you. Thank you. so great. Me. That's why we had you, because this is something we didn't know a lot about. So this <laughs> awesome to talk about um do you have a verse or a quote you would like to leave us with today yeah uh, wesley duell and mighty prevailing prayer says fasting feeds your faith your confidence begins to deepen your hope begins to rise for you know that you are doing what pleases the lord your willingness to deny self and voluntarily to take up this added cross kindles an inner joy your faith begins to lay hold of god's promise more simply and firmly If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes, and most importantly, share with a friend. The beautiful music that you've heard on this episode today is by the incredibly talented Katie Cobb. 